Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Remnant Church. My name is Pastor Todd Coconado. I'm so thankful that you've tuned in today. We are going to have an awesome day today, and I am going to be speaking on this same Sunday at his church in Owensboro, Kentucky. That is the church of my friend, Pastor Brian Gibson, one of his churches. He's got several, uh, but we're going to be speaking there, and so I'm going to be live, and I'm going to post that on my Facebook and social media pages so you can join us as well live at his church. But I also wanted to do a remnant service this Sunday, so that's why we're not live, because I'm literally going to be preaching when it is service time. And I think that's one of the reasons why we don't have a brick and mortar church right now is because the Lord has us going all around the country and he's really expanding the territory in evangelism. But I still feel led to have this congregation because this group, this remnant group is so powerful and God is doing so much with this group. I mean, I can't even tell you all the different phone calls that I have, and uh, there's so many healings that are taking place, marriages are being healed, people are being delivered. So for me not to do this, I think there would be, um, you know, all of us would would not have that fellowship, and it's not it's nothing to do with me, but you know what I'm saying, like, if we didn't have the Sunday service, then we wouldn't have this remnant group and the fellowship that we're having. So I think it's really important that even when I'm preaching somewhere that we still have this Sunday service so that we can gather as a, a church body, as the remnant here, and and come together. And uh, and so I, I think most of you are in agreement, but if you're not, let me know. I uh, would love to hear your thoughts as we pray this through. And we're standing for our country. We're standing for freedom. We're standing for the Constitution. But most of all, we're standing for the Word of God and for truth. And uh, people are coming to know Jesus. Just last week, I think we had 15 people. I didn't even post that. 15 people that came to know the Lord. Uh, this week, uh, through the prayer requests that we've done online and, and our prayer group and the prayer list that we have, uh, we've received many people that say they've had answers to those prayers already. And uh, I'll tell you, that's tremendous fruit to me to see that God is moving in, in some of these cases very quickly. And so that's why we do this. And I think it's very important. So uh, drop me a note. Let me know if you like what we're doing here. And I'm sorry that we're not able to do the uh, service live today. I feel really bad we're not able to do that, but I, you know, I, I am preaching somewhere, so you can tune into that live. But I wanted to meet with this group. And by the way, I just want to thank you for those that do write me the beautiful letters that you do. I want you to know I read every single letter. Uh, it's very hard for me. I was just talking with someone for like an hour right now, another uh, minister, and I was sharing with him, uh, you know, just how hard it is to get back to everybody. And and I just want you to know. I read everything, and uh, you know some of the some of your letters make me tear up. Um, you know they mean more to me than you probably know. Uh, when we're in such an intense spiritual warfare battle, some things I just can't even share publicly. I mean safety concerns and different things that we as a family have to navigate through. But the Lord is faithful, and uh, we're able to continue to do the work of the Lord, and we thank God for that ability. Uh, we humbly say, send me, I'll go. I know you say the same thing. And so what a time to be alive. And so anyway, um, thank you for tuning in today. And I just want to bless you. And I pray that you had a good week. And uh, we want to pray together in a few minutes here before we get into today's message, which is big faith, big faith. I know Sister Audrey will like that. Big faith. We have to have big faith. We're going into a new year. And it's all about having big faith. My message, I believe, unless the Lord changes it uh, at, at his church this Sunday, is going to be about big faith and also 
uh, about the spies and what happened with Joshua and Caleb and going into the promised land as we get ready for 2022. And that is the message that the Lord's put on my heart is don't be like those 10 that said, oh, the ites are too big on the land. And I just don't know how we could ever defeat them because we're in a very similar situation here in the United States right now. But God is with us. He's told us that the word is total and complete victory. And we're going to walk in that, believing that he's already going before us. We just need to, like Second Chronicles 20, stand our ground, take our positions. And that's what we're doing as a church body. And we're seeing victories, by the way. We're seeing a lot of victories. You're not going to see the victories played on mainstream corporate media. They're just not going to do it. But we are seeing victories, and God is moving, and people are getting healed and coming to know Jesus. And I've never seen anything like this in 20 years of ministry, over 20 years of ministry. I've never seen a more hungry group of people that are hungering and thirsting and want to hear the truth. And they're looking for laborers, but the laborers are few. And so I thank you to those that are willing to be laborers in the field, that are sowing the seeds, that are the intercessors on this team, in this church, the intercessors. You're so important. Your prayers are the covering. Your prayers are literally what gets us through. And, and, and those that are able to sow financially, that God has given you in abundance and you're able to undergird our efforts. Some of you, maybe you're not able to come out yourselves. You have jobs that don't allow that, um, you know, different situations in your life that where, you know, you're not able to necessarily do what we're doing, but you're doing a very important work by undergirding these efforts. And so you're extremely important. Thank you. Thank you for your heart to give. And thank you to those that are willing to tithe to this church because it's the only way we're able to do it. You know, I, I did an interview with uh, Rachel Ham. I don't know if you heard it this week. She's a precious woman of God. She's running for um, Secretary of State in California, but she's just a strong Christian, her and her husband. And I love them. And, you know, we were talking about the abuse of, of certain people that have abused the saints money and that, that live high on the hog and that are, you know, out there just, you know, making like hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. And then there's these remnant ministries like this one. And we're just like, Lord, can we just, you know, expand the territory so we can help more people? We want to help people. We want to be able to go out and bless people. We want to help those. There's so many families that are in need right now. And I'm not one of these guys that's going to put it all out on blast. You know, I know some churches will do that or whatever. But, you know, I think you know me well enough by now, at least I hope you do, uh, that we are helping people. We're helping people every week. And uh, the more that comes into this storehouse, the more we're able to give. And we want to be big givers. And we want to have big faith. So if you're able to sow into this ministry, I really appreciate it. If you're able to tithe, I appreciate it. And if you are one of those that feel the Lord has called you to financially undergird these efforts for the kingdom of God, thank you. Thank you so much. And so you can go to toddcoconado.com slash give, toddcoconado.com slash give. If you don't know how to spell my last name, it's C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O, like Coconado, Coconado. A lot of people botch that name, Coconado, Coconado. But you can also go to pastortodd.org, pastortodd.org. It's even easier. Same website, and it'll show you how to give right there on the top right-hand side. And there are multiple ways, and that helps us support the efforts of the kingdom. So before we do that, let's go ahead and pray, and then we're going to get into today's word, which is big faith, big faith. So Lord, we just thank you for today. I thank you to each and every person listening to this broadcast, Lord God. I thank you that you're moving. I thank you that even though things look crazy in this world right now, we know that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. That you say that you own a cattle on a thousand hills, and you do. And Lord God, that you take care of the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, how much more will you take care of each and every person who's listening? 
And so I just pray, Lord God, that if somebody has a need today, if they're struggling, Lord God, if they have doubt, if they have fear, if they're dealing with a loved one that's come against them, a friend, a family member, if they have a, a son or a daughter that's in the world right now, they're praying for somebody that has a medical condition. Lord God, there's many different needs right now, but we lay them before you and the foot of your cross. Somebody that has a job that they're really struggling, they could lose it, or maybe they just did lose it because of these mandates. But Lord, we just pray that you will take care of each and every need. You, you hear their prayers, Lord God. You're moving on their behalf. And we know, Lord God, that we're going to see a victory. So we stand on your promise, which is yes and amen, hope in the future. And we give you glory and we give you praise. And we just invite you into this time of getting into the word today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I feel the power and the presence of the Lord in the studio today. Let me tell you something. I know he's going to move today. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. When you feel the presence before you even start preaching, you know something good's going to happen. Hallelujah. Well, today I want to talk about big faith. And if you've ever read the scripture in Matthew 17, 20, Matthew 17, 20, it says this. It says, he said to them, for truly I say to you, if you have the faith of a grain of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move here from there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. I believe we're in a season of big faith. I've been saying this a lot. I believe God really is looking at his ecclesia and he's saying, are you going to trust me? Do you know that I am God? Because right now in the world, things look very bleak, very dire, and you can get easily caught up in that. It, it, there's so many different topics you could choose, and they're all bit abysmal. I mean, you know, you want to look at the stock market? Look at the stock market. You want to look at the situation with COVID? Look at the situation. You know, we know all about that. I mean, I'm not trying to say like I'm fearful of this virus, but I'm just telling you. There's a lot of stuff going on, isn't there? I mean, this new uh, ridiculous variant and all this stuff. And again, I'm not here to you know, belittle the virus or say that it's not real. I'm just saying that I think that there's a lot of fear. I think that this, th this thing is an agenda. We know it is. Uh, we know there's much more to this story. I know there's a lot of people that won't admit that publicly. I will. We've done the research. We know this is a nefarious plan. It's a nefarious agenda. It's connected to all these other things. And we can get into the weeds with that. And I, I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily to be informed and to do your own research and to go to the source documents and understand what's going on. But the bottom line is at the end of the day, there's only so much that we can you know consume. We already know it's dark. We already know it's evil. We already know it's a plan of the enemy. So what can we do? We've got to look at this thing with spiritual eyes. And in order to do that, we have to understand the Bible literally says Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We can do a million different things, but if we don't have faith, we're not going to please him. And so God is requiring us. Now, he says it doesn't need to be a lot. He says, if you got the faith of a mustard seed, I will move the mountain on your behalf. But you got to have the element of faith, at least at least a mustard seed. He's saying it doesn't need to be, you know, massive amount of faith. But if you, if you at least have the faith of a mustard seed, I will move that mountain. Now, here's the thing about that. If you think about this concept, so if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can move the mountain. Well, what if you have more? I mean, what if you have big faith, huge faith? What are you able to do then? I mean, it's only common sense to think and say, well, look, if God's able to move a mountain on our behalf, if we just have a faith of a mustard seed, then what if we have huge faith, big faith? What's he going to do then? So this is a separation of the wheat from the chaff. We talk about it all the time. 
uh, we're seeing uh, amazing people that are uh, awesome that are that are doing some really powerful things that are being called of the Lord in this in this hour that God is raising up this righteous remnant and God is setting people out into motion he's activating people I see business owners having Bible studies at their work a coffee shop I know an auto parts store I know people that are literally saying hey you know what come over here if you don't want to go in the church we're going to have a Bible study on Thursday night come over you know they have worship and, and all these different things that are happening God is moving in different ways, I seen it, you know, in a barn recently. You know, we, we call it the revival barn. I see it in, uh, you know, a field uh, that we just saw recently, where a bunch of people just laid out chairs in a field and had service. You know, and I think the church across the street was still closed down, and here's all these people in this field meeting, and a lot of the people were from that church. So God is doing a new thing. It's a powerful thing. It's it's an unbelievable thing. It's an amazing thing, and we need to have big faith in order to activate everything that God has because he's such a good father but without faith it's impossible to please him so I want to go to the story in Matthew 8 23 8 23 through 26 and this is the story where Jesus calms the storm would you say we're in a storm right now oh yeah we're in a storm uh, it's a big storm I mean look you know like I said you can get caught up in the in the news and again I, I encourage this church to be informed there's a lot of uh, saints with their heads in the ground you know that it's like it's like the the bird with the head that's in the ground you know what I'm talking about so I don't want our heads buried in the sand. Uh, we definitely need to understand what's going on. I think most of you are pretty awake people. I talked to a lot of you, and most of you get uh, at least the majority of what's going on. You know there's a nefarious agenda. Uh, you know this whole thing with COVID is completely uh, overrated, and you know it, it's part of a paranoia fear campaign, and, and you know they're coming after the Christians. It's all a spiritual battle. We get the whole thing. Okay, so, so but the thing is, is who's more powerful? Is Satan, Lucifer, the fallen archangel, is he more powerful or is God who sits on the throne? Is, is God the creator of heaven and earth, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the author and the finisher of our story? Is he more powerful or is Lucifer this fallen archangel? Well, I think it's pretty clear. It's God, the creator, the beginning, the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the word. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he wants to move. And so if we think about it like that, and we think about the fact that he wants to move, we're his children, called by name, okay, made for a time as this, fearfully and wonderfully, in this very exciting time where the church is literally, this is our moment, this is our time. I mean, think about it. This is our season. And God has trusted us to be alive in this hour. And so for me, I think it's a big opportunity. How about you? And I think he wants to activate. Now you say, well, Todd, I'm too old. Or Todd, I have no option. You know, I don't know enough people or no one will listen to me. Or I'm just sitting here with my mom. You know, or there's, there's all different types of reasons. And I get it. But let's read this story about Jesus calming the storm, okay? Matthew 8, 23 through 26. And when he got into his boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep. And they went and woke him, saying, Save us, Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you afraid, O ye of little faith? Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Now, there's a related verse to this. It's found in Isaiah 41.10, and it says this, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed. I will strengthen you. I will help you. So this is in, in relation to the storm. Now, there's a storm going on. Okay, the disciples are in the boat. 
you know, they're very afraid, okay? The boat was being swamped by the waves. Jesus was just sitting there asleep. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, you know, imagine being in that situation. I mean, you're, you're feeling like you're going to die. Have you ever been in a situation where you felt like you're going to die? Okay, I have, okay? And I'm sure many of you have as well. And, and you know, I, I mean, whether it's been a plane where I'm having extremely bad turbulence and everybody's freaking out on the plane, I'm praying, interceding, calling on the Lord, you know, to, of course, when I got stabbed. I mean, there's many different times in my life when I thought maybe, I, I mean, even recently with this guy at Walgreens that came up to me and was going to attack me and demanding money from me. And the Lord, you know, through the power of the Holy Spirit was able to change this man's demeanor and he ends up getting saved. I mean, I don't know if you heard the story or not, but it's a beautiful story. I'll tell it uh, on a live soon. But, you know, th these are the types of things that are happening. So it's like we've got to understand God is always willing to move and he is aware of the entirety of the situation. He's aware of the situation in the United States right now. He's aware of the situation that we're all very, very concerned about, where our rights are being taken away, our freedoms are being taken away. Our country is literally, there's a communist insurgency that seems to be trying to take over and put us into this one world global government, which everything that the Bible says, it seems to literally be happening before our eyes. And we're all trying to like figure this out. Like, are we going into the tribulation right now? Or is there going to be more time? Or what's going to happen? And the Lord says, occupy until he comes. And we've gone through all these different things. And so we've established kind of where we're at here. But what does God want of us right now? Okay, he's given us the tools. We went over that. He's given, you know, we, we understand spiritual warfare, putting on the full armor of God, you know, uh, all these things that we've talked about ever since this church has been, in, you know, in, in, in meeting. Uh, you know, we've been talking about all these different things that we're able to do as Christians, knowing who we are, identity in Christ, that we can walk in a room, change the atmosphere, be empowered by the anointing of the Holy Spirit of living God, okay, that we can go in the secret place and get recharged and refilled and strengthened in our faith. All these different concepts, which are absolute truth, truth of the word of God that sets us up for success and all these different things. But what God really wants of us is to trust him. That's why it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Literally, because in this situation that we're in right now, it requires big faith. Because it looks like we're about to die. <laughs> Let's just be honest. It looks like we're going into a crazy... It looks like the storm, okay, that these guys are dealing with on this boat. And everything is crazy. And we're all sitting here like, God, do you not hear our fast? Do you not hear our prayers? God, my, I'm losing my job. God, my family members are coming against me. Look at all this stuff. Lord, where are you? And it's easy for us to get discouraged. Some of you are dealing with some real financial challenges. It's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to get discouraged because you're, you're looking at the storm and you're in the middle of it and the, the waves are raging. The waves are raging around you and you're thinking, where are you, God? Am I not your child? Am I not your child? Do you not hear my prayers? What is it about my prayers? Why do you ignore my prayers? And so the boat was being swamped by the waves. Some of our lives are, you know, it's like we're being swamped by the waves. And they say, save us, O Lord, we're perishing. Does that sound familiar? Save us, Lord, we're perishing. I mean, I can't tell you how many people are down that I talk to every single day, depressed, oppressed. That's a spirit, by the way. And we've got to break it in the name of Jesus. If you've got depression, break it right now in Jesus' name. Say, be gone in the name of Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Tell that depression and oppression to get out of your life. Break, rebuke it. Get it out in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't let that depression take root. I'm telling you, that spirit has tried to come on me so many times, saints. That spirit has tried to come on me so many times. 
And I have to rebuke it because it's a lie from the pit of hell. Oppression, depression, a lie from the pit of hell. But see, when you feel like God's not hearing you and, you're, and, you, and the doubt starts to come in. When I was at Pastor Rodney Howard Brown Street, that's what we just kept talking about is doubt because I couldn't believe how many people were struggling with doubt. And I really felt like the Lord was delivering people of doubt that night. But he wants us to get the doubt up and out. He wants us to get it out. We've got to get it out. We've got to understand without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with faith, we can move the mountain. We've got to know this concept. And that's why Jesus illustrates this in this Matthew 8, 23 through 26 verse or a group of verses. Because he wants to show us that, yes, the storm was raging all around and it looked like they were going to perish and the, and the boat was being filled with water. But Jesus was there the whole time. He was asleep. He didn't even need to worry about it. Because there was not one second that he was on that boat that he wasn't God. Not one second. There wasn't one second that he was on that boat that he didn't know the situation, that he didn't understand the urgency. He understands. He sees the urgency. And he hears the prayers. And so when they woke him up, they said, save us, Lord. We're perishing. And he said to them, why are you afraid? Now, this is very important. These, this next line right here, if we understand this, this is a huge concept, okay, huge. Why are you afraid, O ye of little faith? He rebuked them. He rebuked them. Why are you afraid? You, you're, you have no faith. You have little faith. Now, it's interesting because he says, ye of little faith. So here's like a contradiction. You would think like, well, he says just a little bit of faith can move a mountain. But then here he's saying you have such little faith. But what I think he's really saying, it's not a contradiction. What he's saying is you're literally in the presence of, of the God of heaven and earth, and yet you still think you're going to die. He's rebuking them. He's saying, wait a minute, have you not seen what I've done? Have you not understood this whole thing? He says, why all of a sudden now are you, are you questioning? Why now are you doubting? Have I not got you through this? Have I not got you through that? Have you not seen me do this miracle and that miracle? But for, at this very moment, all that has gone out the door because what, some waves, a storm? Have I left you? In fact, he was so concerned that he was sleeping because he didn't for one second question his ability not only to defeat and calm and rebuke the storm, but to get them out of it and get them to safety. Not for one second. That's why he was sleeping. This is such an important verse in the word of God, such an important concept that if we are able to grasp this, it's another level. It's another understanding of who we are and what we're capable of doing. Because God is saying, you got to have the faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. With the faith of a mustard seed, you can move the mountain. Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid, O ye of little faith? And that, that I'm speaking that to somebody right now who's listening to this broadcast. Why are you afraid? Oh, yeah, COVID, I get it. You lost your job? Sure, that's a big one. Your spouse left you? Yeah. Your kids turned into a rebel? Okay. And There's a million reasons. You know, your finances are running out. I get it. But it's the same concept. Make the connection today. God is saying, I'm right there. I'm, I'm right there with you. I haven't left you. I haven't stepped down from the throne. I haven't lost my credentials as God. <laughs> Okay, he's not going to lose his job. He's God forever. He's outside of time. He's not worried about, you know, time is running out. We don't have enough time now. He's not worried about that. Because he's like, I've never left you. 
I've never forsaken you. I will never forsake you. I'm with you even until the end of the age. And so he wants us to grasp this and understand this concept because if we walk this out and understand that in the storm, with the waves raging, with the boat rocking, with the world going crazy, he is such a, I mean, for lack of a better word, when I was in the world, we would call him a G, okay? Or a gangster, a G. He's such a G. He's such, he's such an OG, okay? Original gangster. I'm sorry if I'm getting a little ghetto on y'all. Okay, but here's the deal. I mean, I just can't think of a better word. He's such a, a such a legit, okay? Let's, let's use that. He's so legit. He's so real. He's such a, I mean, he's God. Like, he's holy. He's worthy. He's righteous. He's, he's God. He's the creator of heaven and earth. And he's sitting there in the boat with you. And he's saying, yeah, I get it. There's a storm. I get it. I made it. I get it. But I can, I can control it at any moment. I can stop it and give you the victory and protect you. And so then he rose. What did he do after that? He rose and he rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. God is calling his church in this hour to have big faith. Big faith. Not little faith. I really believe big faith because, you know, yes, of course, you can move the mountain with the mustard seed. But can you imagine... Okay, uh, Deuteronomy 4.29, you know, but from there you will seek the Lord and your God and you will find him. And if you search after him with all your heart and with all your soul, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open, right? Call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. Think about this. He never said like, call upon the name of the Lord and I'm going to, I'm going to hang up. Crank caller, crank caller. Hang up. Oh, there, that's Todd Coconato, you know hang up the phone. No, he said he's going to answer. He said he's in the boat. He said that he responds to the prayers of the righteous. The faithful, fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much, right? He responds to the prayers of the righteous. He's ready to move. He's going to move. And when he does move, it's going to be just like what he did here where the, 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 everything worked out, didn't it? He said, then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. See, the people in the boat thought they were perishing. They thought they were dying. They thought it was the end of the road for them. There's been times in my life where I thought it was the end of the road. You know, maybe you just went through a painful divorce and you think it's done. It's never going to get better again. It's hopeless. That's what the enemy wants you to feel. It's hopeless. But God is a God of restoration. God is a, is a God of first, second, and third chances. God is ready and willing to move. He's able to move. He's going to move. He says his plans for you. I know the plans I have for you. They're hope in the future. He never said like, I know the plans you're going to get, you know, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And eventually, you know, you're just going to want to die. No, that's not what he said. He said, I'm with you even until the end of the age. I made you fearfully and wonderfully. His favor, his blessing is on you. His favor. Think about that. His favor is on you. His blessing is on you. You are a citizen of heaven. You are his. You're highly favored. Step into your own shoes. It requires big faith right now because we're in a very challenging time. Now, you can have that faith of a mustard seed, and I believe you will be able to move the mountain with just that little faith. But imagine if you have the big faith. Imagine if you look at this situation that you're dealing with right now, and you say, you know what? As, as crazy as this looks... I'm going to be an overcomer. God's going to get me through this, and I'm actually going to end up in a better position than I was before I entered in this whole challenge. 
Because I believe if you lost your job, you're not only going to get a better job, you're going to get more money and you're going to get a promotion. Because God's favor and hands on your life. He's going to give you an idea. He's going to give you an opportunity. You're going to be able to step into a new vision, into a new wineskin. And, and so it's just like in the boat. He's like, dude, yeah, I'm sleeping. That's how worried I am. I'm sleeping. But if you wake me up, I'm going to calm the storm. But I'm going to rebuke you because you don't get it. I'm with you. I'm with, I never left you. I've never left you. Listen, the financial situations, they get scary. Okay, when, especially when you're the provider for your family. You know, they get scary and you're thinking, how am I going to make the bills? I understand that. Trust me, I do. But God has always got us through. He's always given us what we need. It's always been enough. We have not lacked and you will not lack. It may be a very difficult moment right now, but give your way out of it, literally. I mean, just recently, you know, it was so hard. We were, we were having a tough month. And the Lord said, give to this ministry. I said, are you kidding me? And we wrote a check and we, we gave to this ministry. And I tell you, it was like the last money that was pretty much in the account for the month. And I'm thinking, well, what's going to happen now? I kid you not. I kid you not. Within 24 hours, we got about four times that back. Okay, four times that back. I'm not even kidding you. And I thought to myself, how silly I am. How silly I am that I would be that, that guy. Lord, look at the waves. Look at the storm. How are we going to do it? God knows your need. God sees the situation. He knows. He hears your prayers. I want you to understand this. He hears your prayers. He hears them. The devil wants us to think that God doesn't hear. Are you kidding me? God hears the prayers. It's a season of big faith because we understand just from a logical standpoint of understanding the word of God that if a little bit of faith can move a mountain, can you imagine what big faith can do? Can you imagine of just walking into that such strong faith and saying, Lord, I know now don't do something foolish. Don't get ahead of God. But at the same time, if you walk in this big faith concept, think about just, just the understanding of what God is able to do because then he's like, this guy gets it. This woman gets it. She understands. She gets, she trusts me. She knows I'm there. You know, the other day I was in a situation that kind of reminded me of something that David went through. <laughs> and I said to the Lord, I said, you know, Lord, I want to, I want to do this one right. I don't want to be like David because David had, uh, actually ended up messing up in this particular situation. And I said, I want to do this right. And I really believe the Lord honors that. I really do. Because we learn that, you know, the smart man learns from his own mistakes. The wise man learns from others. So, you know, and, and, and by the way, there's a lot of people that think the grass is greener on the other side. It's not. If the grass is greener on the other side, that means you're not watering your own lawn. Somebody need to hear that right now. Rejection is God's protection. Somebody need to hear that right now. Okay, listen. All these things, if a prayer's not answered, that means God is probably protecting you and he's got something better for you. You think, well, why didn't I get that job? You know why? Because it would end up being a horrible job. You would end up being persecuted there and you would only stay there a few months and it would end up being a, a, a mound of pain and hurt and it would have been a way worse situation than you're even in right now. So God protected you. That's why you didn't get the job. But guess what? You're about to get something better because it's the right job. It's the perfect will of God, not the permissible will. You don't want the permissible will. You want the perfect will. But this faith concept is huge because God wouldn't say it's impossible to please me without it unless he meant it. He means every single word he says. If he said, you cannot please me without faith, he means it. That's a big word, impossible. It means you can't. There's no way. You've hit it and you've hit a wall. You can't please God. You could do everything right, all these great things. But if you don't have faith, it's, there's no way you're going to please him. But if you have the faith, 
if you have the faith, God says you can move the mountain in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You say, well, this, this, you know, my son's got a, an illness and, and he's not going to get healed because it's, it's, you know, they're saying it's terminal. Well, did God say that or did they say that? Who said it? Because God, you know, will say something different sometimes. He says, by his stripes, we're healed. He says, the faithful fervent prayer of righteous man avails much. He says, pray without ceasing. You see, he, he, said, he's, he says different things than what the devil says. He says different things than what the world says. Sometimes it's upside down, inside out. And you'd look and you say, that doesn't even make sense. But to God, it does. Because God is not, is not restricted by time or space or anything. You know, when they said to this person recently that I know, hey, you're going to die of this terminal cancer. And that person said, no, I'm not. And they had big faith. And then, and okay, the next thing was like, well, how is it going to happen? Because once we have the faith, we think, okay, now we got to make it happen. No, you don't. You don't have to make it happen. Just get in position to receive the blessing. Just get position yourself. How do you position yourself? By having the faith, studying the word, getting into prayer, fasting, going deeper in the Lord, going deeper in his word going deeper in your faith walk, trusting him, believing him, speaking it out, you know, declaring, decreeing, yes, Lord, you are going to heal me. Yes, Lord. You know, sometimes when I'm in a bad situation and I don't know how it's going to happen, what the Lord's going to do, but I say, Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do because you're going to get me out of this. I don't know how you're going to do it, Lord, but I know you're going to do it. And I want to praise you now before you've done it, because I know you're going before me and I know you're going to move on my behalf. And that's what he does. And the most vicious attacks and the most vicious things that people have done to try to take me down, take me out. But God is with me. He's my rod. He's my staff. He lays me beside still waters. I'm planted like a tree that's planted by the water. I will not be moved. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Think about it. God is with us. He's in the boat. He doesn't worry about the situation, although it looks crazy. He doesn't worry about it because he's already got the, the whole thing figured out. And a lot of times it's in a way that we could never even imagine. You know, when I came out to Nashville, I thought to myself, what are we going to do? How are we going to make money? How are we going to live? Where are we going to live? I mean, the whole thing was up in the air. All we knew is that we had to be obedient to the Lord and move to Nashville because that's what he was saying to do. And he confirmed it in the mouth of two more witnesses. And, and we knew it was the Lord, and we knew it was Nashville, and we didn't understand why, but God had a plan. He gave us a home base. He gave us an opportunity to be obedient to him, and that was pretty much it. He was in the boat, and you know what? He calmed the storm, and he took care of the situation, and he's still doing that today, two years later, and I feel extremely blessed. This December will be two years. These last two years have been a journey. They've been more than I could ever imagine. Uh, we, we, we can't even believe the doors that the Lord has opened and the things that he's doing. But you know what? I really believe that the best is yet to come because we're walking in the favor and the blessing of the Lord. Now, does that mean that we don't have days where we feel like we're in the boat? No, we definitely have those days. Some days are intense. Sometimes the wolf, remember when I went through those court cases, that was intense. That was real intense. I mean, look, it got me the first day when I heard that I, I broke down and cried. I said, wow, I can't even believe this. I'm going to have to go through this now. But God got me through it. And he's got me through so many things. And I, I share these things in a very transparent way with you because I want you to understand that we're just as human and go through just as many trials as you're probably going through. Maybe a little bit different. And I know some of you are going through real vicious, hardcore warfare. 
But we're all dealing with it. I deal with warfare. I mean, how do you think it feels to have somebody come on your property and steal your, your camera from the side of your house and vandalize your home? You know, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on. But you know what? Every day we just say, Lord, you're with us. Lord, you got us. Lord, you're going to take care of us. Whatever happens, you're in the boat. And we're not perfect. We make mistakes. And there's days that, you know, doubt tries to creep in. Fear tries to creep in. Depression, like I told you. But we rebuke it because we know the God that we serve. And so do you. You know the God that you serve. Come on. You wouldn't be here today if you didn't. You know that God wants to move in your life. You know that God's hand's been on your life. Think about how many times he's come through. He's always been in the boat. Some of you just haven't realized it. He's always been in the boat. You say, well, Todd, I was molested as a kid. Why did God let that happen? You know what? It's painful. It wasn't from God. It was from the enemy. It was meant to destroy you. But you know what? That which doesn't kill you makes you stronger, doesn't it? That's turned around. What was meant for evil can be turned around for good. Now you can share with others what Jesus did in your life by restoring you, by giving you the strength to press ahead, by, by giving you a new life, by delivering you, by healing you. He's enough. He's more than enough. God is willing and able to do something big. And in 2022, as the world continues on in the madness and the craziness, all you got to do is go to this. I don't even tell you to go there. Don't even go to the Drudge Report. Gosh, don't go there. <laughs> but if you did go there, you'd see it's depressing because the world has nothing but bad things to tell us. But God has nothing but good things to tell us. And so we're in the world, but we're not of it. We're citizens of heaven. He wants to move. He wants to do something different. He wants to do something powerful. But we've got to understand the concept of big faith. And what does big faith mean? And What does it look like? Why do we need to have it? We need to have it because if a little bit of faith can move a mountain, what can you do with a lot of faith? You can do anything. In fact, the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things. You believe that? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I believe the Lord wants to move today. And I believe somebody may have heard this message today and you say, I don't really know even how I got here. But somehow I got here, I tuned in, and this message has impacted me, and I want to have big faith. I want the Lord to move in my life. I want to trust Him. I want to believe that He is going to move on my behalf. I want to believe that even though I've been through some significant challenges, some significant tests, I really believe God wants to do something special in my life. If that's you, will you just agree with me today? Say, Todd, I want to receive the Lord. I want to... I want to I have everything he has for me, not just some things. Now, some people today, you're going to be receiving the Lord for the first time. And if that's you, I'm going to pray with you. And I want to give you a Bible and I want to I speak to you. So if that's you, you're going to receive the Lord right now. This is the biggest decision you'll ever make in your life. So there's two things we're going to pray for. One is to receive the Lord. And if you know the Lord, is to have bigger faith. So let, let's first pray for the bigger faith. And then I want to talk to those that are going to accept the Lord today. Okay. So if that's you, you say, I want to have big faith. Let's just pray. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for each and every remnant warrior that's listening today. And we're believing for big faith. Big faith in 2022 as we're about to go into this new year. We don't want to be like the spies that said, the heights are too big. The challenges are too big. Because we know you're a big God. And you're in the boat. So, whatever the challenge in our life right now, we lay it before you, Lord God. We say yes and amen. We say, send me, I'll go. Greater are you that is in us than he that is in the world. 
And so I pray that today we would begin a journey of big faith. And I believe if we do that, going in this new year, that Lord, you're going to do such a powerful thing. By the end of the year, we're going to look back and say, wow, I serve a big God. So we thank you, Lord. I pray blessings and favor over each and every person that's listening, Lord God. I thank you so much for them. I thank you for their their, their, their desire to go deeper, their hungering and thirsting for righteousness sake, Lord God. I thank you that you love each and every person so much that's listening to this. Lord God, you've called us by name. You're going to get us through this. Let us step ahead with big faith. Today, we declare in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we will have big faith. We will walk by faith and not by sight. We will stand on your promises, Lord, in our marriage, in our finances. In every situation in our life, Lord God, if we're single and we're praying for the right mate, Lord God, you're going to send the right mate. We want your perfect will, not your permissible will, your perfect will for our life. And we declare it, we decree it. Breakthrough, breakthrough now. Breakthrough now in Jesus' name. Breakthrough now, Lord God, no more. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it's the power of God and the salvation, not, a, not another day. I will stand on the promise, your promise, God, for my life. I will speak it out. I will not be like those that were fearful. But I know you're in the boat, Lord God, and you are the creator of heaven and earth, and you've got this thing. And so today I have big faith. I want to be known as a remnant warrior of big faith. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Somebody just got a breakthrough right now. I feel it. I feel it. Someone got a breakthrough today. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of God right now moving. Thank you, saints. Thank you, Lord. On my best day of preaching, I can't make somebody come to know Jesus. But, Lord, your Holy Spirit is here. Your Holy Spirit is here. And so there's somebody that's listening to this, and maybe for the first time, or maybe you're coming back. But you say, Todd, I want to dedicate my life to Jesus Christ. I know he's the only answer. There's no other way. Only God. Only God. If that's you, repeat this prayer. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I accept you into my heart to be my Lord and to be my Savior. Jesus, I want to serve you all the days of my life. So I surrender all. I surrender all to you, God. Thank you for being the God of heaven and earth. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you that you're a good, good father. And I give you the glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. If you just accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior for the first time, I want you to do this. If you can just get your phone out, shoot me a text. 818-470-7963. 818-470-7963. Four seven zero seven nine six three. Shoot me a text, Pastor Todd. I just received the Lord. I want to pray with you. We want to. We want to stand with you. We want to welcome you to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah! Today is a day of breakthrough. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Well, listen, Remnant Church, you are amazing. You are amazing people of God. I love you so much. I'm so excited about what's going to happen in His church. In it, and I believe God is going to move. He's been moving everywhere we go. I felt his presence so strongly here today. And I just love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. Go out there and have big faith.
big faith in Jesus name. Amen. Hey everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's remnant church. Just appreciate you so much. We're praying you have a blessed week. God is moving. We're excited about what he's doing. I'm telling you, we're excited. If you want more information about this ministry, Todd Coconado Ministries, you can go to toddcoconado.com, toddcoconado.com, or pastortodd.org. We bless you. We thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll be back soon. God bless.